evoke conversations about God with the budding creative. This is The Portal. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the four-part series about reparenting and Christianity. In this series, we will be looking, of course, at our broader question, which is, do the pillars of reparenting contradict the walk with God? And the pillar we'll be looking at for this episode is joy, because it's my favorite. (laughs) So we always start with the favorites. Okay, so firstly, let's start off with the definition of joy. So how I define joy is the idea or the feeling of tapping into a childlike happiness, which is full and carefree. And the reason I say tapping into is because I feel we all have joy. We all have it hidden somewhere in our bones, in our soul, in our spirit. And joy is just waiting for us to claim her. And yes, I think of joy as having a very feminine energy. And the reason why I call it childlike is because it doesn't need to have a reason. For you to tap into joy, you don't need a reason. You can just be joyful for being joyful no reason behind it just being joyful just because (laughs) according to the holistic psychologist right she has a few examples of how we can tap into joy the first being play so this idea of playing in whatever shape it takes in your life Number two being interests or hobbies. This means exploring your interests or your hobbies. And number three being human connection. So connecting with other human beings, exploring what human connection looks like for you. So when I started um, expressing joy, feeling joy, making space for joy in my life, I started with play. And this was a very interesting one for me because it it felt so weird. It felt incredibly weird that I, as a 20-year-old, was going to purpose not only with my heart and my mind, but within my schedule to have a slot where I play. So each evening, I would take a walk around my complex and I would go to the play area. And the play area consists of swings, a slide, and a seesaw. So I would choose either from the slide or the swing which one to play with. Because, of course, the seesaw would be impossible because I was alone, right? So I would swing or I would slide for about 5 to 10 minutes. And I kid you not... For the first few days, it was awkward. 
it was so awkward i was just like what in god's good earth am i doing here why am i even listening to a psychologist that i've never met <laughs> that doesn't even know me but here i am exploring this pillar of reparenting and also like i felt a weird sense of shame you know about being i think legally an adult but playing you know and just feeling as if play belongs to a certain group of humans which are little humans you know and so i had to do a lot of work within myself about the manner in which i think about play and i had to change it you know and understand the fact that we all have the capacity to play because we all no matter how old we are have an inner child within us right so i would play and after the awkwardness i started actually enjoying it you know to the point that when i would miss my cardio session during the day i would ensure that when i was sliding to do it at a pace that um resonated that of cardio and it was it was incredibly thrilling and another way in which i practiced joy was through poetry which was also bizarre for me up until starting to write poetry i had always interacted with poetry in a way that i allowed it to be a space where i would tap into pain or tap into a mutual pain shared by the poet and myself right so i wouldn't usually read or listen to joyous poetry until i started uh reading and listening to upila chisala she is this malawian poet um but she lives in south africa and her poetry mainly focuses on young black women and i would say southern african women because like the way in which she writes i find that southern african young women would definitely resonate with her more than any other um young black woman right and in it i began to understand and to affirm that okay i am deserving of joy and that i can tap into joy and so when i started writing my poetry it was that pursuit writing in order to tap into joy and i was fixated um about writing about joy but i quickly found out that the way in which i write poetry is from experience so i need to experience something in order for me to write poetry about it because it's like i'm describing it you know it's like my poem is a flashback it's a like i'm reliving an aspect of what i had experienced so I I had to be purposeful in how I started being joyous. So I would dance in order to find joy. I would sing, I would whatever I would do. I would play as I had already mentioned in order for me to be able to go back and then describe it, right? So although I know that perhaps some of you 
haven't explored the pillars of reparenting. I would really love to know how you guys on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, express joy. Um, whether it is with yourselves um, or it is with yourselves with other people, please do share with me what that looks like because I think we are in a time that is very painful um, for humankind right now. And I believe that any amount of light is, is, is enough to keep us going, you know, and that hearing from you guys will not only uplift my spirit, but it'll also give me additional ideas about how I can express my joy. And it will also give other listeners, um, the chance to, think about ways in which they can express joy um, in the time that they are still at home and there's still um, a few restrictions on their movement. Right. So after I thought through how I expressed my joy, I then now started to think about the second aspect, connecting it to Christianity. And usually when I connect things to Christianity, I often look at the Bible um, because I'm a person who likes text. And I think I, I, I'm better interacting with text um, than I am with trying to sort through, like looking at, let's say, testimonies of people that are around me, right? Because I feel that often in the Bible, I can see like, I can say definitely that, okay, this is under Christianity. But when I look at other people's testimonies, there's obviously aspects of Christianity, right? But it's also diluted with other stuff. So in a means to compare with Christianity, I try to ensure that I get something which I feel is in most of its capacity Christi Christian. Yeah. So um, I looked at the book, of Philippians. And the reason why I looked at it is because I remember reading the book of Philippians and smiling through it. I remember thinking, wow, Apostle Paul, which is the person who wrote Philippians, was so full of passion, you know, so full of zeal. And he was so ready to suffer for this cause, to carry his cross, um, which I felt incredibly inspiring. But more than anything, when I looked back at it, I found that of all the books of the Bible that I have read, whether it is just a scripture from that book or if it's the entire book, this was the most joyous book I found from the first scripture to the last scripture. And I'd like us to look at one specific scripture, right? Which is Philippians chapter one, verse four. And it says, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy. And that's in the King James version, right? And it basically speaks about how when he makes prayer requests for the church of Philippians, he makes these requests with utter joy 
in his heart. In the NIV, it says, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Right? I always pray with joy. When I was doing research about Apostle Paul, and I was doing research specifically about this letter which he wrote um, to the Church of Philippians, which he wrote with um, with Apostle Timothy, right? I see that during this time, they were locked up. They were prisoners. So they weren't out and about. They weren't living their best lives. They were actually locked up. And I found it so hard to believe because I was just like, how can you be locked up and have so much joy? And then it brought me back to how I had defined joy, tapping into a childlike happiness, which is full and carefree. And remember what I had said, it doesn't need to have a reason, but Apostle Paul's joy is different because it seems that his reason comes from a place of deep conviction, right? Because what I know of Apostle Paul is the fact that before he became an apostle and he was preaching and teaching the word of God, he actually prosecuted a lot of Christians and he was part of people who would stone a lot of Christians, right? But it was an encounter which then turned him 360, literally. And he then became a person who was preaching um, about Jesus and the life of Jesus and following Jesus from a place of such love. But also what's interesting about Philippians, right? It speaks of joy, but it speaks of the Christian life in, 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 in such a practical manner. And for me, it allowed me to think that joy can be practiced from day to day and that it does not need a special occasion in order for joy to be practiced. It doesn't need a time where we sit and be like, okay, let me be joyous. But in prayer, you know, when, you know, you know, we pray often. I pray often. I pray in the morning, you know, and sometimes I, I don't formally go down on my knees and close my eyes. Maybe I'm walking. Um, maybe I'm listening to worship music, but I'm praying in my heart. So if it's as constant, it's, you'll be able to tap into it as constantly, then why aren't we? If Apostle Paul, a person who is in jail, he is under captivity, can speak with such passion, then what is stopping us? You know? And now I go back to the question for the series. Do the pillars of reparenting contradict the walk with God? Does my expression of joy, right, through play, through writing poetry, 
contradict with the joy that is found in Philippians? Does it contradict with the type of joy that Apostle Paul is asking Christians to express in their day-to-day life? Does it in any way infringe or undermine the power of God in our lives? And I think that that's a question I leave up to you guys. That's really a, a question I leave up to you guys to then sit with yourself and think about the ways in which you express joy and how joy was then expressed in, in, in a Christian context or how we see apostles of Jesus' time speak about the walk with God, speak about the trials and the tribulations. Because in the book of Philippians, we see that Apostle Paul doesn't say that we are not going to experience pain. He doesn't say that. He does not at all. But he speaks of that even in the pain, this idea of being able to feel the joy, right? Being able to feel the joy, being able to feel the joy. So I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to leave that question up to you guys. Please do share with me about what do you think? Do you think it contradicts? Do you think it is compatible? Do you think that maybe you think something different? Like perhaps the idea of joy originates from Christianity, you know? Or you think the opposite, that the fact that the world has corrupted how we see joy, how we express joy, how we look at joy. But do please engage with me. Uh, Let me know. Um, You can do it via the voice note option or the message option here um, where you are streaming this podcast. Um, And if you're not streaming this podcast on Anchor FM, then you can go on Anchor FM and engage with me to just take this opportunity for us to just all close our eyes and bow our heads and um, allow me to lead us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace and we thank you for this beautiful and wonderful day that we have been found in your presence. God, we thank you for the time that we've been able to set aside to listen to this, not from our knowledge, not from our own power, but Father, because of your spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, as we examine how the pillars of reparenting mingle, contradict, or are inspired by the walk with you, Teach us to delve in deeper, but also teach us to invite you in our examination. Because knowing you, you are not a God that takes away from our free will, but you are one that enhances it. And you are one that can show us 
hidden treasures that we aren't aware of. So Lord, as we purpose in our hearts to look at this link and we purpose in our hearts to read the word, please guide us in that search. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to this first episode of our four parts reparenting and Christianity series. Next week, I will be looking at discipline and I hope you guys will join me for that interesting reflection. To play us out, we have a worship of the week dedication from Lindiwe Ngwali. Bye-bye and God bless you. This is the portal hello my name is lindy wengwali and the song that i have chosen to be my favorite worship song is called praise him in advance by mr mavin sub the reason why i chose this song is because it's it teaches us about faith but the faith that you have in your heart so whatever challenges that you face you face on a daily basis but by listening with the song it tells you that you've already overcame you already won the victory because it says praise him in advance that means you're praising god in advance so basically i praise god i say thank you god thank you for the victory even though i'm actually going through the problem at that particular time but with the faith that i have in my heart i already overcame so that is why i love the song Thank you.